Hi guys, it's Sandy Cruz from Sandy K Nutrition, health and lifestyle queen. And I'm here to show you that balanced living works. And we're going to have a lot of fun while we do this. So hang tight. Hi guys, today I am coming to you with a topic that's I guess a little bit more serious. I wanted to talk more openly in a forum about three things, fear, shame, and authenticity. I've had a lot of, I guess you could say, things or examples come up with these, with these three topics in mind. And I really wanted to talk about it today because, you know, it's almost like, how would I even say this? When I grew up in the 70s, shame and instilling fear were common. And what that did was that kept me in line. Let's face facts. You know, I was a little bit of a wild child and now I'm 50 and I'm still a little bit of a wild child. And I think sometimes having a little bit of fear is what keeps me in line. That's a fact. And when I was younger, it was the shame that kept me in line and fear, both. <laughs> and you know, I grew up in a very strict Eastern European background. And both my parents are from Croatia, and I was born in Canada. But, you know, they grew up very different from how I grew up and how I'm raising my kids. And they did their best. And my parents love me and my children now to death. And they would do anything for us. And you know, back then, my mom was a very young mother, and both of them came to this country not knowing any concept of how it is to be Canadian. And they came here, and they worked their butts off, and they assimilated um, to ensure that they would live and give their kids the best life. So I'm going to start that off just by saying that because I adore my parents and I have learned so much from them, and I have a lot to thank them for because I wouldn't be who I am today if it weren't for them. And the one thing that they definitely did do was they instilled a lot of strength in their two daughters, I'll tell you that much, because my sister and I are very strong women. However, growing up, it was really common to, and there's my dog, of course, drinking in the background. Hear the slurping? I think she wants my attention, actually. But I'm going to ignore her. Anyway, um, growing up in the 70s, it wasn't just me. It was pretty much everybody I knew. You know, you were terrified that you'd get major shit from your parents. And somehow, I think that's missing a little bit from the kids these days. They don't really seem to have any fear. And it's not really fear but it's more about the consequences. Maybe that's what it is. 
maybe it's not really about instilling fear because I think fear is a really shitty feeling. I don't think anybody wants to live with fear, but consequences. And maybe it was growing up in the 70s, I felt we always had consequences for our actions. So, you know, I guess that did instill a little bit of fear in us. I mean, if I look at the way that I grew up, I was terrified of getting caught doing something that I shouldn't do. But, you know, that that kind of kept me in line, but it also didn't stop me from being the little rebel that I was. So, you know, it I guess if anything, what it did was it created a uh, a balance. There you go. I'm always talking about balance, right? So within me, and that's inherent in me, I had that little bit of a wild child, but I had parents that were super, super strict. And so I ended up kind of somewhere in between. Still did a little bit of the wild stuff, but I was kind of scared shitless to get caught by anybody in the Croatian community. And I mean, that's how I grew up. And I was brought up in the hometown that I still live in. And I was actually born here too. And it's kind of funny because, yeah, so I would say in my case, that wasn't necessarily a bad thing. However, what I didn't like was always having to worry about what other people thought. And I actually did a blog post on this. And, you know, in the end, really, are you happy? Are you healthy? Are you balanced? Do you have people in your life that love you for who you are? Isn't that really what matters in the big scheme of things? kind of think it does. So what other people think, you know, really doesn't matter. So growing up in the 70s and 80s, we were always afraid of what is, you know, so-and-so going to think. So I'm going to tell you a story. One day, I was 16, I was driving, I was in the driver's, not in the driver's seat, I was in the passenger seat with my best friend at the time, and I had my hand out of the car, smoking away with my cigarette hanging out, and we're stopped at a light, and me and my girlfriend were sitting there listening to our music, smoking away, we stop at a light, and I turn around and I look, and there is my mom's best friend watching me just as I was exhaling. (laughs) I still remember going, oh shit, I am in so much shit right now. And I was so terrified that I got caught by somebody in the Croatian community that I went home and I fessed up to my mom like that day. And, um, her friend never did tell her. She never ratted me out. So how funny is that, that I ratted myself out, out of fear of what, my gosh, what are all the Croatians going to say when they see Sandy smoking out a car window? Anyway, so just a little story, but That just showed you how scared I was that I even just ratted myself out. So another thing 
that was a really big saying. And I don't think it was just in my home. It was kind of everywhere. I is is shame on you. Shame on you. Right? And in Croatian, you would say sram te bilo. And it was just or sramota. <laughs> I'm speaking in Croatian. So anybody who's Croatian or European understands that a lot of times when you speak in that language, it's way worse than shame on you <laughs> in a nice English tone, right? Anyway, um, so hearing those words, it would really get to your core and you would be like, oh my God, the shame I'm causing myself and my family shame. So I can say as a parent now of two teenagers, I did a lot of the same with my kids, especially with my daughter who would literally throw herself on the ground right in the middle of Walmart with like the most embarrassing tantrum you've ever seen. And you never knew what would trigger it. But I mean, it would be enough to kind of go, oh my God, like what am I going to do to get this kid off the floor? Honestly. And I would do anything. I was desperate as a parent. And one of the things I did was I would shame her. Interesting. So shame is a big thing in our society. Shame, embarrassment, instilling fear, saying things to your toddler that, my God, you know, now I look back and I go, oh, I just cringe at the fact that I would tell her that the police were going to come and take her away if she didn't get off the ground. And anybody who's a parent, totally will understand what that feels like when your kid is on the ground and everybody is staring at you, staring at the kid, going, what the hell? This parent has zero, zero control over their kid. Then that actually is a perfect segue because what does all that do? All of these things, shame and fear, what that does is that is simply to maintain control and order. Think about it. Think about religion. Okay, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to have a big discussion on religion here. Quite frankly, I don't care what anybody else's religious beliefs are. What I care about is that they're good people. That's what matters to me. But many religions, they do the same thing. They instill fear. What is that for? To maintain control, to maintain order. Otherwise, you know, what would this world be like if there wasn't a little bit of fear, a little bit of control, a little bit of order? So what am I really trying to say here? I think what I'm saying is that it's okay to have a little bit of fear of consequence. I'm not sure if I'm okay with shame. I think shame is not a good, 
I think that's, there's really not a lot of positivity to it. There's a, a woman by the name of Brene, uh, I think she's a doctor, Dr. Brene Brown. She's written a lot of books and she talks a lot about shame. And a lot of people, when they grow up with a lot of shame, they grow up with a lot of issues pertaining to confidence levels, how they feel about themselves how they feel about their lives. And I think this is like people who have dealt with shame on a whole other level as opposed to me just feeling shame and fear by getting caught smoking in a car at 16. So, I mean, there's a lot of uh, people who will take that control and abuse it I've never encountered that, but I'm sure there's a lot of people who have. And when they grow up, it's very hard to be authentic because you were brought up to always be otherwise and not be your true self. So then, now, that leads me to my last little point, my last little topic is being authentic. So women, I believe, at a very young age, are conditioned to always be polite, to always be proper, to never be rude. And, you know, I can actually have a really, really lengthy conversation on this with the whole hashtag me too and all that stuff. I'm fortunate enough that I've never had a situation such as that, but I'm sure there's many people who have. And I've had a few situations where I have been in a creepy situation where somebody has given me the creeps. But I'm really fortunate because my mom, although she always taught me to be polite and to be proper and to treat your elders with respect, she also didn't want me to be put in a situation where I felt uncomfortable not going to talk about that particular situation here, but there was one and she was always like, yep, nope, just say hello and go on your way, which really showed me that, yeah, you know, there's a way that you can be pretty assertive and at the same time, be okay with about it. Meaning you're not going to just look at somebody and tell them to go fuck off. That's what I'm saying, because that's also not necessary. However, I think women being taught to be so perfect and prim and proper and all those things all the time can sometimes set that in motion where they don't feel empowered enough to say, no, this doesn't work for me. And so really, I think that when a woman reaches her 40s, it's definitely a time where you find your voice and you find that strength within you to say, no, that doesn't work for me. Um, I had thyroid cancer and that is the throat chakra. And long, long time ago, I went to see a shaman And she said to me that often people who get ill in that area have never really found their voice. And maybe that's true. I've always been a strong personality, 
But I've always felt somewhat constrained in what I can say and who I can be and what I want to do. And so now, for me, it's the time that I want to be authentic. And there's going to be people that I'm probably going to really turn off by being authentic. And that's okay. If I'm not for you, I'm not for you. And, you know, this is just people, whether they connect or don't connect, or whether you're in the same point in, in somebody else's life, that's great. Sometimes you're not. Sometimes you go apart. But Really, what I'm saying is that if I am true to who I am and authentic in my voice and in what I want to achieve in my life, then really that's what matters the most. I always have myself first, my family second, and my close friends third. So unless you take care of yourself first, um, you're not going to be able to take care of anybody else. So Anyway, I am rambling a little bit and that's kind of what I do. But the authenticity piece, I strongly urge you in your 40s to find that voice, find your voice, whatever it may be, find that strength. Don't always be, I guess, prim and proper if that's not who you are at the core. Yeah, you know, I'm pretty proper and I'm pretty polite but, you know, sometimes I can be a little bit harsh and I just want to be true to who I am. Thanks, guys. Make sure you join me next week when we're going to get into more exciting topics for all you beauties over 40. Some of the things we might be covering next week are essential oils or maybe we'll get into exercise over 40. Or how about creating those healthy boundaries in your life? Join me next week. 